Welcome back to The Daily Poem here in the Close Reads Podcast Network. I'm David Kern. Today's poem is by Thomas Hardy, an English novelist and poet who lived from 1840 to 1928. He was a Victorian realist, if you're interested in such things, uh, and he was especially influenced by Romanticism, especially William Wordsworth. There is, of course, much research that can be done about his life if you um, are interested. His novels include Tess of the D'Urbervilles, Jude the Obscure, Far from the Madding Crowd, uh, Mayor of Casterbridge. Uh, he wrote many poems, a very uh, well-regarded uh, writer from the, 18th and, from the 19th and 20th century, rather. And the poem that I'm going to read today is appropriate for this particular day of this particular month. It is called Last Week in October. <laughs> so this is how it goes. The trees are undressing and fling in many places on the gray road, the roof, the windowsill, their radiant robes and ribbons and yellow laces. A leaf each second so is flung at will, here, there, another and another, still and still. A spider's web has caught one while down coming that stays there dangling when the rest pass on. Like a suspended criminal hangs he, mumming in golden garb, while one yet green, high, yawn, trembles, as fearing such a fate for himself, anon. This is one of those poems that is formal <laughs> um, in a way that you don't necessarily notice, I, I think, anyway. It's very interesting in that way. So we got two stanzas here, right? And, but we have A, B, A, B, B for each stanza. So each stanza has got five lines and we've got that, that rhyme scheme. So places rhymes with laces and then sill rhymes with will and still, downcoming and mumming, and then on, yawn, and anon. Um, those rhymes are pretty simple. They're straightforward. They're in some ways kind of obvious. <laughs> you know, they lack uh, some of the complication of, of certain other poetry. But boy, does does the imagery in this poem make up for any simplicity in the rhyme scheme that's there. On the one hand, we get the imagery of the leaves falling, right? The continuous falling. You know, just when you thought you've raked all your leaves, another batch of leaves needs to be raked. And then when you think you've gotten those raked, then another batch needs to be raked. You know, I always told my parents growing up, let's just wait till the end of the season and rake them all up. But that didn't seem to go over too well. But then in the second stanza, we get this image of a spider web which catches a leaf. I imagine it in, in my imagination, I see it as, you know, the light shining through that, the leaf. There's an opaqueness to the leaf as the light shines through it. And so we see the, uh, the spider's web in a way that you wouldn't normally. You know, you, might, you could easily walk into a spider's web if the, if, the, if the light is wrong. We've all done that, right? Stretched across a fence or between two trees across a path or um, across a doorway or something like that. And you can imagine the leaf falling down. It's personified, right? The leaf is falling down. And just like someone walking across a path and running into a spider's web there, the leaf falls into it. And it stays there dangling while the rest pass on. Meanwhile, there's a leaf at the top of the tree that's looking down. And it's saying, that fate is for me if I fall wrong, right? There's a sort of um, question of the fates, the question of good or bad fortune, are the leaves going to fall into the spider web or just fall to the ground? Depends on the way the wind blows, in, in a sense. But no matter what, the leaf's going to fall eventually and it's going to die. 
The other day I was driving in the car with my uh, six and seven year old, well, eight year old boy now. And um, we were talking about apples in autumn. We were talking about apple picking. And we were having a discussion about would you, would you rather be an apple who gets to stay on a tree the whole season, so have a longer life, or would you rather be an apple that gets picked by someone at an orchard and then eaten or made into a pie or something like that? You know, so either way, the apples are going to die. It's kind of a morbid thought if you put it that way. But would you rather be the apple who ripens to this big old size on a tree and, and lives the whole autumn on the tree or fall to the ground or, or, or be picked by, and, and then falls to the ground or be picked by, say, a little boy um, and then eaten and delighted in um, or baked into a pie or cobbler or something like that. We had a really interesting discussion about that. Um, I would love to hear from kids what they think of that. So, so I need some people to make some cases for me on this one because we, uh, each of my boys disagreed and uh, I you know, didn't have the heart to choose one of them. But I was thinking the same thing with leaves in connection to this poem because on the one hand, the leaf can stay on the, you know, you might get the leaf that falls to the ground early in the season and becomes the pile that the, the kids, you know, um, the kids uh, roll around in or um, compost or something like that. Or you have the leaf that stays in the tree for a long time. Um, and, you know, either way, the leaf's going to fall off. And so there is something to do. There's sort of a, a question of fortunes or fate or providence or something going on with, with the question of the leaves in this poem. I'm not saying that Thomas Hardy was trying to make like a theological statement about it. But there's a sort of a fascinating question of of the fates at play in autumn uh when we're talking about things dying um, and the harvest being connected to that obviously and new life and all the things that come with with you know come out of autumn you know that new life in the spring can't happen without the fall and and uh and the winter and, and the and, you know all the things that that the season the purposes of the seasons but even with the the rotations of the seasons the question of providence looms over every little thing. Um, and, and that's one of the things that I think about when I think about this poem. So here once more is Thomas Hardy's last week in October. The trees are undressing and fling in many places on the gray road, the roof, the windowsill, their radiant robes and ribbons and yellow laces. A leaf each second so is flung at will. Here, there, another and another, still and still. A spider's web has caught one while down coming, that stays there dangling when the rest pass on. Like a suspended criminal hangs he, mumming in golden garb, while one, yet green, high yawn, trembles as fearing such a fate for himself anon. This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with another poem for you.